Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Cubs on Tap. I'm your host, Cody. Follow me on Twitter at Cody on Tap. And I'm joined tonight with my good friend, Joe. Joe, follow him on Twitter at Joe Maris. Um, the Cubs lose their seventh straight. They're now seven and a half back in the NL Central uh, after the Brewers slam the Pirates tonight again. Uh, the Cubs lose two to one in a very annoying, uh, game. Um, Joe, I got no words, so I'm going to let you start it off, man, because I'm just, I'm broken, man. I'm fucking broken. Yep. I'm definitely right there with you. And I know pretty much everybody, all Cubs fans are right there with us. This is seven in a row. Right, yeah, seven in a row. Just horrible, horrible, horrible. There, I mean, most of the games you could say it's been on the pitchers, but today we get they only give up two runs that were uh, put towards Alec Mills, who actually had a really good day. He didn't give up those runs. Adam Morgan came in with two runners on and gave up a two-run double to Joey Votto. And that is the that was the difference. Those runs went on to Alec Mills, who had a really nice day. But you know the pitchers were really good today, and the Cubs only mustered one run. That happened in I think the fourth inning, maybe. Yeah, uh, Jason Hayward RBI double. Pretty sure it was with two outs too. I was when it happened. Yeah, it I was, was so surprised. I was very surprised. I know he's kind of starting to reel it in finally. But Ian Happ, just... I mean, Ian Happ had a really nice day. Yeah. He had two hits, and then also right after that Hayward double that scored the first run, he uh, lined out to left field with yeah. Jason Hayward on second. That would have given him a two-run lead at the time, which would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I mean, the Cubs are facing good teams, and they're facing good pitchers. Yes, but two run or one run, that's all. I, they're not facing Jacob DeGrom every game, but that's what it seems like. That's what it feels like. That you, they just, it doesn't feel like they have a chance. Yeah. Um, I was talking to, uh, I don't know if you follow him. His name's uh, uh, Kevin Fiddler, K-Fids. Uh, he does the, uh, what's it called, Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. It's a White Sox and Cubs podcast. I was talking to him on Twitter earlier, and he had the point about Javi batting third tonight and Chris Bryant batting fifth. Um, I'm not a big guy who complains about the lineup, but I have no idea. Outside of the fact that Javi has like 16 or 17 or 18 home runs and like 40-plus RBIs, why he's batting third and Chris Bryant's batting fifth? And it, and the thing is, is I don't even mind Chris Bryant batting fifth, but Javi Baez can't be in front of Chris Bryant. He just can't. If you're going to bat Chris Bryant fifth, you're batting Javi Baez like seventh. You know what I mean? That's that. Like I don't get it. I'm so like how how many how many people did he leave on base tonight? Three. I'm pretty sure it was three. Yes, he left yeah. he left three on and he struck out three times. This is this is Javi Baez. This is the Javi Baez I was bitching about in April. This is the Javi Baez that I've been bitching about since last year. And I know people who consistently listen to this show think probably think that I'm just like the, the biggest Javi Baez hater. 
I don't hate him. I actually really love him. He just doesn't like – he doesn't get on base enough. He doesn't give you productive at-bats enough. When he hits homers and he and he gets on base and is actually able to do what he can do on the base pads, he, he could be one of the best players in the league. And that that's not even saying anything about what he does defensively. Obviously, defensively, he's a great player. But he's just so inconsistent when it comes to just simply getting on base and having productive at-bats. And when I say productive at-bats, I'm saying having uh, an at-bat where you're seeing at least five to six pitches. Like, that, like that's all Like that's all I'm asking for out of him. First at-bat tonight, he struck out on three pitches. I think another at-bat later, he struck out on three pitches. Granted, I haven't mentioned this yet. This fucking umpire was horseshit tonight. Really bad. Expanded the strike zone. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take anything away from Alec Mills and his nine strikeouts. But the umpire definitely helped him out some. So maybe this game's a bad example. But at the end of the day, you look at the box score, you see Javi Baez is striking out three times, leaving three guys on base out of the three-hole. That's not a guy I want to keep around. That just isn't. I don't care how great he is defensively and you know how electric he can be in certain moments and times and stuff. I just – he's just – he's. And this is it, it's because the Cubs have lost seven in a row. They're now seven and a half back in the division. All of that is why I'm going, I just keep going back to hobby bias because so many people, so many fucking people are like, well, you'd probably be able to keep bias. He'll be the easiest one to keep. Well, yeah, he's going to be the cheapest because he fucking sucks. Or he's the streakiest player in the fucking league. He either really sucks or he's really fucking good, but it's never consistent. And that's why I've been fighting with people about Chris Bryant for the last half hour and people slandering him. And it's like, that guy's at least going to give you a productive at bat. So with Javi right now, I don't disagree that he should. I disagree and I agree that he should be third, third and ahead of KB. KB needed to be dropped. He was not doing well in the two hole when he's right two hole every single day. He's not right. That he's just, he, he had to eight. They showed up on the broadcast today. Today was his first two hit game since May 31st. So he went a full month without a two hit game. Yeah. So no, I, I, I understand. To be, to be dropped. I understand that Chris Bryant needed to be dropped. And like I said, I wasn't mad that Chris Bryant was batting fifth. I was mad that Javi Baez is batting ahead of Chris Bryant. What has mm-hmm. Javi Baez been doing over the last month? He had, I remember watching a broadcast. I know I don't know how many hits he ended up with in June, but it was like last like it was this week I heard it. They said he had 11 hits in the month of June alone. Mm-hmm. 11. And like five of them were homers. And like that I think that like one or two of those maybe won the Cubs a game. But like you can't have that on a consistent basis. You you need consistent bats. And if you're not going to if you're if you're if you're not going to walk, you have to get more hits, and he's not getting more hits. So it's like he, as an offensive player, he is literally like not valuable at all unless he's getting hits. That's just he, what it is. I feel like recently he's been in a weird spot because he has been getting deeper into counts because he's taking I will admit more that pitches because yeah. he's he's taking a lot of pitches, but at the same time. He just doesn't seem ready for those pitches and the strikes. He struck mm-hmm. out on two. Or I, don't, I know for sure one, maybe two uh, fastballs swinging and missing strike three. 
Yeah. I think one was looking actually, but still a fastball he's, in the zone. He's up there he's guessing. Yeah, he's up there guessing. If, no. if he's not guessing, he's just going up there with the attitude of like, I'm going to swing at the first three pitches. And if I hit it, I hit it. And if I don't, I don't. like that's, that's honestly what it's been all season. When I watch Javi Baez mm-hmm. take it bats, it's like, he's either up there guessing or he just has this mentality that he's going to go up there and swing at three pitches. And he's either going to hit one of them or he's going to fan. And like, I just like, I'm so tired of it, man. I'm so tired of it. And it again, pains me to say it. It really does. Because I love watching him in that runner-up year when he almost won MVP. I love watching him, you know, whenever the Cubs were in 15, 16, and even 17, you know, watching him develop as a player. He's just been trending down since 2018 ended. He really has. 2019 was okay, mm-hmm. but, like, he's just trending down since then. And it's just – it. the more I watch and the more I watch the Cubs lose, all I can do is just keep pointing back to him at, like – in big spots when they need him. Sometimes he'll sometimes he'll come through. He does love the moment. I'll give him that. He does love the moment. But there are a lot of times too where he just like the Cubs could have two guys on, two outs and he'll he'll, you know, swing at three pitches and and and, and nothing. You know what I mean? Tonight he had two guys on and he swung at the first pitch. I was glad that he actually put it in play. Unfortunately, it was a ground ball right shortstop. I, I mean, I actually wasn't even that mad about him not getting those one of those guys in because it was like, well, at least he didn't strike out. Like that's like that's the moral victories for me when I watch Javi Baez play baseball, like play offense. Now is like, please just don't strike out. Like I, I don't need, like if he puts the ball in play, I'm like, I feel like it's a it's like a small victory for just like my own health, my own mm-hmm. mental health. Because like that's that's how bad it's been. It's just like pissing me off so much that it's just like I'm so tired of him striking out that I just want to watch him put the ball in play. Because I feel like if he starts just putting the ball in play, things will start going his way. Because that's baseball, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, just what it comes down to with him, every single player on the team, there's just no, there's absolutely zero consistency from at bat to at bat, game to game. Just every single up and down the roster, there's zero consistency. You know, we had an MVP, Brian, for two months. Mm-hmm. He was, like, the worst player on the team in, in June. Now, does that mean anything? Absolutely nothing. I mean, he's going to he, – he'll be fine. But it hurts because no matter what he's doing, you have him high in your order. You know, today he was five. You know, I, I maybe would like to see, like you kind of mentioned, maybe put – Javi maybe towards five, slide uh, Rizzo and Bryant back down, mm. and then you know you could also you could kind of have well, wisdom behind I, Baez. I'm at I, the I, point I like the lineup today. Really, I like I, it. I, it's not that I hated it. I just didn't like Baez being ahead of Bryant. Now, we're, you want to talk about guys who are producing right now? You know, over the last week, Patrick Wisdom has been one of those guys. Why he isn't batting in two, three, or four? Considering how the rest of the offense has been, I don't understand. Like, I I think he should probably be up there. I know he struck out three times tonight. I know he's kind of a strikeout or bust guy, but at least he gives you he he gives you better at bats than Javi Baez. He really does because he will also walk too. I I I, like, I disagree because I think part of his success is being able to be low in the order. Like he, he doesn't. Yes, he's hot. He's had a good amount of success. He just won June NL rookie of the year or a month. So yeah, you know, there's a little bit of, Hey, we're pitching around this guy a little bit, mm -hmm. but he just doesn't strike that same fear when you're in a sense. 
in a sense, I, I, I understand what you're saying. And I partly agree. What, what I'm saying though, is like this offense, it's been so bad over the last couple of weeks that I feel like you got to go with like the hot hands. Like, like I said, that Brewer series was so bad, but Patrick Wisdom was actually one of the better hitters in that series. You know what mm. I mean? Like, why not ride that hot hand? Put him in in a spot where you know, if <laughs> honestly, like if it, if I could have switched it tonight, I would have put Patrick Wisdom three instead of Javi Baez and put Javi Baez in his spot. You know what I mean? Like, like again, I'm just talking about this game in particular. Like, I think that sometimes when you're when you're like when things are spiraling like this and like nothing's going right, you just gotta, you gotta get weird. You gotta do something different because the rest of these other lineups haven't worked. And I, it, it's so dumb because we're sitting here talking about how the offense freaking sucks. They scored seven runs the other day. Then the mm-hmm. pitching sucked that day. Right. And, and, and we're, and we're bitching about the pitching tonight. It was the exact opposite. We finally get a really quality start out of a starter and then our offense just doesn't show up. It's just so agonizing, man. Mm-hmm. It's so it, agonizing. I think Russ, Russ definitely made the right move taking Mills out there. You know, I would love to have him finish that inning. But, I mean, the broadcast was showing Votto's numbers against lefties this year. He's been abysmal, like 175. Yeah, and I was bitching about it earlier. He would have never. He would have got through that sixth inning if they just would have called the strike on, uh, I think it was Jonathan India. He had an 0-2. Mills had an 0-2 count on him. He on the third pitch, he threw a strike at the ump, called it a ball, and it was like a clear strike. It wasn't even a borderline. wasn't even a borderline. He just he just totally missed it. Mm-hmm. And then that guy India ended up working a walk, which you know, credit to him. And then Castiano, uh, I think it was Castellanos, uh, mm-hmm. eventually the got the hit. And uh, you know, you had two on, then Votto comes up, but like. I understand he still had more pitches to throw after that to where he could have struck him out. But sometimes when you just when things are going like they're going, those things like they just pop up and show even more. It's like you mm-hmm. he had the strike out there. He would have been out of the inning. He wouldn't have had to throw more pitches. Hell, he could have possibly been able to come out for the seventh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, again, it still comes back to the offense not showing up tonight because you're just not going to win with one run. But at the same time, it's like, Fuck, man. Like, the umpire didn't do us any favors. Didn't do us any favors. It's a damn shame that freaking Alec Mills took a loss tonight on a night he gets a career high in strikeouts. It's a damn Mm -hmm. shame. It's so fucking upsetting. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm spiraling, man. Like, it hasn't been this bad since end of 2019, I guess, when they lost nine straight in September. Yep. Like, yeah, it hasn't been this. But the thing is, is then, I mean, I know they've been talking about trading Bryant Rizzo and, and Baez or whatever for two, three years, whatever. But at the same time, going into that offseason, I don't know. I think there was more optimistic. There was more optimism on possibly getting an extension done. But right now, we're in a spot where, like, the, Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, those guys' days are numbered. Those days, those guys' day, get, days are are numbered with the Cubs, and like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to say goodbye to those guys. Nope. As much I'm, as I just sat here and bitched about Javi Baez, I'm not ready to say goodbye yet. I'm mm-hmm. not ready. I just like, 
this team. We were literally at the last game against the Cardinals a couple yeah. weeks ago, Joe. We, oh me gosh. and you were literally there. We were literally there. They swept the Cardinals. They were in first place. Everything was going right. <laughs> and here we are, just literally just a couple weeks later, and we are seven and a half games back in the NL Central and it's it, it, just making things worse. Are the Brewers are playing just you know St. Mary's School of the Blind every other day? You know it's right. it didn't the, help that they're playing Pittsburgh right now. Like yeah. like they you know at some point you know they they've been able to get on the streak playing pretty crap teams, and now I mean just the thing with baseball is you feel good, you play good. Right now they're feeling really fucking good, and they should. They and should. they've been a stretch of playing the worst teams in the in the major leagues. And that's going to propel them to being able to beat good teams now, right? Like that's um, that's just, it's ridiculous how they've been like the scheduling. I I mean I know it, it's whatever you know comes up before the year you don't even think about it, but right. holy shit! I mean the Cubs have gone through the NL West gauntlet. Yep, every team except for the two worst teams, maybe in the National League, and the Brewers seem to play. I think they played two series against each team. The Rockies mm-hmm. and the Diamondbacks, right? Like, and who knows? I mean, by the time the Cubs play the Diamondbacks and Rockies, those guys are going to be fucking nasty, probably. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you said <laughs> that, and R. Caldy, nineteen oh eight, jumps in in the comments and says, "Hey, we lost to the Pirates four times," and that's true. We did lose to the Pirates four times. Uh, I remember tweeting the other day. I was like, you know, maybe going uh, four and three against the Dodgers made up for some of those um, losses to the Pirates, but. And that was going. That was before the Brewer series and before tonight's game. Like, it's just, it's just, I, the Cubs have to win the next two. Like, they have to win the next mm-hmm. two. I mean, they're and, like they are going back to Wrigley Field before the All Star break. The All Star break, first off, can't come soon enough. It cannot come soon enough. I'm a little bit relieved. I mean, Brian's going to be an All Star, but I'm a little bit relieved. That he wasn't voted a starter because maybe he gets some rest because he yeah. could definitely use those days. Everybody could use those days. So, yeah, hopefully, I mean, the Phillies are beatable. We've done very well against the Cardinals this year, albeit, you know, we were a different team when we played them. But, mm. like, maybe we get some magic going right before. If we can get to like, get to like five games at the All Star break. Yeah. I mean that obviously depends. There's two big factors on on getting the the lead, the the gap to to win or is losing. Neither look good for us. Yeah. So yeah, it's an uphill battle for sure. Right. Uh, Arcaldi comes back into the comments. He says, "Would you trade Bias to the Mets for Jeff McNeil?" No. Uh, I the only don't people know. Who like Jeff McNeil are Mets fans because they think he's like some hidden treasure. He had like. <laughs> He had a four and a half war season back in nineteen. So I mean, look at you gonna like people have been writing off a hobby bias for twenty eighteen. Like one yeah. good season doesn't make you a great player. Hobby's you know as inconsistent as as he can be. Like he's been able he's to sustain only, a certain amount of success. He's played forty four games this year. I'm assuming he's hurt. Yeah, he's been uh, hurt. Yeah, I, the thing is, is like. Javi Baez's value isn't even that high right now. No, it's like, not. It's not. Like, like, I feel like you're going to get more for Craig Kimbrell or even Andrew Chafin than you are Javi Baez. 
and a walk year. Yeah, you're going to get more for those guys. So I don't know. I'm sitting here saying that I don't want to say goodbye, but I, I the way that the Cubs have made trades over the last like since the pandemic, it's kind of like they might just sell them for whatever just to get them off the payroll. But I I, I hope that's not the case. Like you you want to get some value back for them if you make that kind of move, but. I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. It's just it's fucking tough right now. I mm-hmm. I I don't know. As far as me for Jeff McNeil, I mean, I, I just don't know enough about him. He's a good um, player, no doubt. I I don't he's think tw- it's so go ahead. He's twenty nine. He's only played in the majors for four years. I mean, he had a two point seven war in twenty eighteen, four and a half war in nineteen, then he had a one one point two war in twenty twenty, which is actually pretty good for um 60 game stretch, I'd say. He hit 311, 383, 454 in 2020. This year, the the difference in their skill is not good enough uh, in Jeff McNeil's side to warrant like changing a big change like that. It's a bit, it's a huge change to be like, all right, we're taking away our shortstop for Jeff. I mean, Jeff McNeil's not even a shortstop, but I thought he was an outfielder. No, he's he's a second baseman. Is he an infielder? I think okay. he, he might play a little corner out. I think I think he's a, he's he's a you know move around guy, but okay. I think he mainstay at like second base. I think, but mm. I like like he's not. He does a lot of that. He does things better than Javi, but Javi is like, why? It's not a big enough difference to warrant a, a huge change like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm on. I'm on Fangraphs. It says that he came up playing second base. Um, play. He's played second base, third base, and then corner outfield. Um, so kind of a he's versatile a good player. player. I mean, if you watch him hit, he's got that weird no not bat. Looks weird as hell. Yeah, good player, but so right. as much as you Our, hate it. Our call. He says just a matter of contact versus swing and miss. I'm so frustrated with the strikeout. <laughs> Feel you, man. I, I mean, I, yeah, I totally understand that, but mm-hmm. you're. The whole team is made of is made of swing and miss for home runs. Like that's what they're trying to sacrifice, and it's not working, obviously. Right. But trading one player and adding one contact guy doesn't change anything. You're you're gonna you're no, just, just having one, it. it needs to be a full on change of the entire team. Like you don't you don't just add one contact guy in, and and well, they and had. Before before Matt Duffy and Nico Horner got hurt, they had a mix. Right, but they were also playing a lot better. Like as that's what whole, I'm saying, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like that, I, I I feel like that's a big part of why the offense struggled in June is not having those two guys. It definitely, but I mean, there it, there's a whole mix of reasons why shit's hitting the fan right now. You have well, yeah, injuries, and injuries to, are a big you know, part injuries of that. to super important role players. These guys are not star players. Nico Horner could definitely become a star player, but the other guys are not star players. And when you guys have stuff like that, you need your star players to step up. And they've gotten worse, no doubt. Like they just gotten worse. So it's a awful, awful mix of you know, you're you're losing your kind of your sparks and those, you know guys that keep the fire going, the stars, they're just not playing well. So the worst possible mix you could have. Yeah. And I see our call that you're saying Nico to short. 
I don't really think he like I, I you know what do I know but I just don't see him as a you know full-time shortstop to be honest he played short and he's played short before and played in 2019 pretty well he won't be I, he won't be as good defensively as Javi there but like I I think Nico could play short for a year if you if you if you traded Javi. Well, that's the thing. He can play short. You know, like Brian I think he could play, play in a. I think he could play in a above average shortstop. I I genuinely think that we've watched him play second base enough. I think he obviously would be better at second base, but he could play at above average shortstop. Yeah, I I could totally be wrong. It's just you know what I'm what you know I don't have anything to back that up. It's just opinion i don't based. either yeah we're just <laughs> yeah. we're just we're yeah. shooting off hot takes right now man i that's i, I, I just i'm, and that's, just I'm okay support. no i'm with you and I, I we don't have to agree on everything i i just no, think fuck that, you <laughs> well i just think that the t- when the team was winning in may they had a good mixture of like power and contact with horner and and duffy and you know some other guys that I can't think of off the top of my head. But when those guys got hurt, it's just like it went back to like how the lineup was in April. And it's just kind of like you could tell that the lineup wasn't as diverse as it was in May. And mm-hmm. maybe, maybe because they played softer teams and, and sure. May was a reason. But I mean, every team is going to go like every team plays those teams that we played in June, too. And they don't play just as well. I mean, that's the thing is like, I mean, you look at the the Cubs ended up being like what, 12 or what's what was the record? 12 and 15 or 14 and 15 in in June. They went 12 and 15 in June. 12 and 15. Like it feels like they went seven and whatever, you know, however many losses that would be. But. You know, somehow they went twelve and fifteen. <laughs> like if that's crazy. I mean, it just happened. The Brewers won fucking twenty games. You know, right, right. Like if the Brewers would have, the Brewers wouldn't have had this crazy pace. I mean, the Cubs are still in second place. As crazy as that is, like yeah. the Cardinal, the Reds have been playing well recently for the most part. Mm-hmm. Cardinals have kind of leveled off. You know, they don't have any sort of consistency in, on the pitching end. They were they were playing really bad against bad teams, but they've kind of rebounded there I, they've i know they're playing pretty well they play pretty well against the diamondbacks and they're playing the rockies this weekend so yeah they're I, they're trying to make up some ground but yeah they're kind i of really whatever. i mean i really feel like you know the cubs are going to make another push at some point like i i tweeted this out on what day did they play the brewers last wednesday on wednesday like this is when it's easy to jump ship yeah. As much as we want to. We're just at a complete loss of words. You know, we've talked for 27 minutes. feel like I haven't said anything because I'm just at a comp- – I don't even know what to say. You know, what is, what is there to say that hasn't been said already? This right. is when it's easy to jump ship. Right. So this is when it's super – got to stay the course. You know, we're getting – like, we're going to – they need a break. I mean, they're going to get guys back. Maybe I don't know. I mean, they're really the only guy they're missing. Here's the Horner and Bodie. I would say who here's the hope, and Horner gets the call up tomorrow because they were they've been talking for like the last week that you know Horner could be called up, you know, for the Red Series. I was hoping Mm -hmm. he'd be up there for tonight. I think that I think if Horner's in that lineup, you're you're feeling a little bit better. I know Half had a nice night, but if anything, you could have, you know, I don't. Honestly, one positive thing: we didn't see Eric Sogard tonight. Thank fucking god. He, but, once once Horner's back, he's gone. Yeah. Um. But like, 
I don't know. I, I feel like if when Horner gets back in there, I think the offense will get a nice little boost that it's been missing a lot. And it's crazy to really think about because I never thought that that Horner was going to be we we're going to feel like that big of a difference in a lineup. But he's been playing that well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Here's the hope. If he's if, if if I get that notification tomorrow that he's that he's getting the call, then. I will rejoice because it's hey, like, all Trevor, right. Trevor Richards pitched against – or Trevor Richards, that's a Brewers pitcher. Trevor, Trevor Williams. Williams. Trevor yeah. Williams pitched again today. I, as much as he was not that great. Right. He's going to be a – I mean, he's going to be a boost in right. that starting rotation, as crazy as that seems. He will be a boost. Yeah, so I would flip I'm, him out I'm for Arietta right away. I'm very much looking forward to having him back. Give, yeah. I mean, Cole, give fucking Cole Stewart another shot. I know he's just got he just came back up. He's in the bullpen right now. Mm-hmm. Give him another fucking shot. I mean, he was he was bad, but I guarantee <laughs> he, he ain't giving great. up. I guarantee, I guarantee he ain't giving up seven runs after Cubs score seven in the first inning. You know, yeah. Like that's like you. That's I, I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> right. I sat here and bitched about Bias striking out three times. Rizzo struck out three times tonight. Mm-hmm. I already mentioned that Wisdom did too. Yep. Um, the Cubs struck out 14 times in total tonight. And that's I, that's been the biggest thing. Like that, And that was the problem in April is they struck out a ton. And so, I don't know, man. Like, they just got to they gotta stop doing that. But, again, at the same time, some of those strikeouts I was so mad at the umpire for. That umpire was just fucking terrible. Jim Wolf. I will never forget you, man. You were, you were fucking terrible tonight. That guy wants that guy wants to be the center of attention, show off his fucking sweet pod. <laughs> yeah, uh, baseball booze. Shout out, uh, Jake. How's it going, man? I he says I want to see Keegan Thompson get a chance in the rotation more than anyone. I I totally yeah. get it. I'm, yeah, and I, mean, I think he I think he will in the second half, especially if you know the Cubs decide you know they wave the white flag or whatever it is, and they want to find out what they got. I could see it in the second the, half. The only issue there is you have to build him up. Like, you, yeah, you have to, you can't just throw him in there after not being right. ex- he hasn't been extended. Right. I don't know. I don't know what, what if he was pitching in the rotation or out of the bullpen in Iowa, but Cole mm-hmm. Stewart's been in their rotation in Iowa, if I'm not mistaken. You know, like that's you, you can't just be like, all right, you've been great out of the bullpen, go give a six. You know, yeah. you don't just get bring a guy from 45 to 90 pitches. He deserves it 100%. But there has to be a ramping up period, and I don't know how they will handle it because they do need him out of the bullpen. Like, they just do. Yeah. 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 Another guy, Justin Steele, too. We could use him. Yeah. He's, on, I, he's almost the, back, I think. Right? Right. Yeah. I don't – I mean, I know Adam Morgan's the one who gave up the hit to Votto and, like, yeah, I think it, it was, was what bad, it was. I think it was a bad pitch selection on that fastball. Were but, you okay that it was Adam Morgan and not Brex Brothers? I, I was surprised. I kind of, I'm like, oh, here comes Rex Brothers. You know, I'm like, oh, there's Adam Morgan. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, Rex I, has kind of had a heavy workload recently. And that's and that's what I was thinking is that right. they probably went with Morgan because Rex Brothers is, I mean, it comes back to the bullpen just being taxed, man. Like, it's just. It's I mean, so every, literally, literally every single facet of the Cubs team is falling apart. Yeah, it's just. Like, it's just so fucking frustrating after the night that Alec Mills had, man. Right. I feel so bad for that guy. Good thing going. 
we have our two best pitch starting pitchers going the next two days. We have Elzelai and Hendricks. You know, can't say obviously it doesn't mean they've been great besides Hendricks. Nick's yeah. that last start. But you know, Elzelai's got that confidence and swagger that we just we just need. Yeah. And Hendricks just kind of calms everybody. You know, you're like, all right, we got we got Hendricks on the mound today. That's just right. a great feeling. Right. Like if you think we feel that as fans, imagine what you feel like as a player, you know? Right, right. Yeah, with with that said, man, we can move on to tomorrow's game. Or if you have anything else to vent about, feel free to let it out. I'm sure I can come up with something once you say something. No, I mean, it's just – it's bad. I, <laughs> like you just want yeah. to smack them on the nose, say bad Cubs, bad Cubs. Yeah. You know, like I yeah. – what, what do you do? Like you, you could bitch and – like the, I don't know. I haven't seen people bitch him on about Ross. What is he supposed to do? I mean, I think (laughs) plenty of people are bitching about David Ross on my Twitter timeline, man. And it, it honestly fucking pisses me off because I feel like he's doing everything he can to try to right the ship. He's like, he, he was, First off, he was put in a position to not even succeed thanks to our front office going into the season. And second off, he's had to, he's not getting enough. Uh, innings out of a start the starting rotation throughout most of the season so when he's made when people are bitching about his bullpen moves it's like what do you what, what do you wh- how how can we blame him whenever he's forced to you know go with an, a guy that maybe he doesn't want to go with but this guy's been used so much lately that you have to go with a guy like think adam morgan think about that 40-day stretch though in may you know a little bit before a little bit after everything he was doing was perfect right he's pulling right. all the right strings it, it, it the decisions yes, it, more and more come from upstairs, but also like it, all, the though, how we judge a decision is how that person he puts in performs. Right. Like, you could have, I mean, they were saying today, Patrick wisdom was hitting like 180 at AAA before he came up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that shit makes no sense. Yeah. And then he comes up and has an OPS right. over a thousand. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it doesn't make any sense, but I all in all about David Ross. I, I, again, he's not perfect. There have been moves mm-hmm. that I've been like, Rossi, I don't like this one, and bad things have happened. Um, but overall, when you look at the full season, I think that he has done everything that you can mm-hmm. possibly do in his position to try to right the ship, have the bring the team morale that the manager is supposed to do, and then just like put guys in position to succeed the best way that he possibly can. I think the way that he manages the bullpen has actually been very, very good. Right. It's just in the month of June, the bullpen got so taxed because our starting pitching wasn't consistently good so much that he had to, you know, go with other guys like he did tonight. And I, I, again, I do like the Adam Morgan matchup against Joey Votto, but at the same time, it's like probably would have felt better with Rux brothers. If Rex Brothers gives up the hit, I'm also not surprised either because, I mean, he's been kind of roughed up in in recent outings too. So it is what it is. I think it comes back to that situation. You're really missing Justin Steele because he was like your go-to power lefty Mm -hmm. out of the pen. And we've like – he's starting to show how much the Cubs have missed him. I feel like too, I I don't – the thing we have to do that just – that needs to happen on a big scale for Cubs Twitter and everything – one like Nico coming back does not automatically fix everything. Oh, it <laughs> sure know? as hell doesn't. Right, sure like I'm sure people are like all right, Nico's back. We can go back to being you know the May Cubs. It's mm. not going to be like that. It's good. There's going. He might. I mean, 
we don't know what he how he's even feeling. You know, I mean, he hamstrings are a fucked up thing. You know, like mm-hmm. that shit's gonna stay with him for a little bit. And I know he's gonna, you know, play his ass off, tough it out. But I mean, you you, you never know what kind of shit these guys are going through with their body because yeah. they don't tell you because they what anything they say comes off as an excuse. I'll mm-hmm. make the excuse for him, even though I don't know what the thing is. You know, I, I coach a baseball team. I threw fucking batting practice for 45 minutes. I could hardly move my arm the next day. Mm. Imagine doing that shit for, you know, 10 straight days. Yeah. As much as, as much fun as baseball is, that shit puts a tax on your body. Yeah. No, I, uh, I agree, man. I think that's a good way to, I guess, transition to tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Just like we did six m- minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, we just got to – we're now at 36 <laughs> minutes here. Um, all right, so tomorrow the Cubs play at 3.10, uh, so it's an afternoon uh, weird one. Um, but uh, like we kind of said earlier, Albert Alzale on the mound for the Cubs and Tyler Malley is on the mound for uh, the Reds. Uh, so um, what do you got for me tomorrow, man? How are you feeling about the the pitching matchup? Uh, definitely leans towards the red side. Tyler Malley's pretty freaking good. Yeah, big strike. I forgot to say his. I for, I forgot to say his numbers. He's got a. He's seven and three with a three seven four ERA. Mm-hmm. He's got one hundred and five strikeouts on the season. So, right. yeah, he's been pretty solid for them. And honestly, they talked about it a lot on the broadcast tonight. You know, the starting pitching has actually been very good for the Reds. It's their bullpen that's really sucked. So, um. I don't mean to steal this from you, but I think it's just key to get his pitch count up and perhaps get into their bullpen by the fifth inning. Right. So. You know, this, the saving grace with guys that strike out a lot of people is it takes a lot of pitches to strike out a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if or if we're able to work deep counts, get his pitch count high, you know, sacrifice some strikeouts as much as we don't want to, keep him to a mm-hmm. reasonable number and get him out, you know, five innings, you know, give us four innings against the Reds bullpen even though today we had four innings against the Reds bullpen, you know, like you just never know what's going to happen. So you got to put yourself in favorable matchups. We need Alzelay to perform. I mean, just flat out. We need Alzelay to perform. We need six innings. Seven innings would be great. We need Like he hasn't had a, you know, I think, is this his third start since coming off the IL? I believe so. I believe it'll be his third start. Yeah. So, you know, he hasn't, he has done nothing memorable in this, in the first two since coming off. So, He's coming I mean, off a really bad start against the Dodgers last right. Sunday. Um, oh, yeah, he gave up the Grand Slam. He gave up the Grand Slam. He, he walked a ton of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think key. I think I remember me and Ron talking about it, you know, when he's – obviously he loves to throw the slider, He's but he struggles against lefties. He's I don't expect it to be completely fixed in this start, but, you know, when Jesse Winker's up the bat, at the plate, he, he can't throw that slider into the barrel zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just can't do it. <laughs> I mean, that's what it comes to. You got you got to curb as anything as much as possible with Winker and Castellanos. I mean, those guys are. The, I mean, we they combined they had one hit today, and that was a single up the middle from Castellanos. Overall, yeah. the Cubs pitchers have done a great job with those two. Over like right. For the so most part, yeah. right. It's my, those guys are hitting three fifty each. Like I mean, that's you know those are. I would kill for those video game numbers. Yeah. Like yeah. so. If they if we can keep them at bay like we have, you know that that puts us in a good spot. But at the same time, we need to hit. So gotta hit. Yep. So I I like what I saw from Hap today. I mean, Hap yeah. 
he that ninth inning at bat got down, I think one, two, a couple foul balls. He got a lot of fastballs in that count, a mm-hmm. lot of fastballs in that count. And I think the you know Barnhart was hoping he uh, Hap was probably being like, okay, here I've gotten four fastballs in a row. Here comes some off speed. Hap was able to foul off. You could tell there he had a kind of an emergency swing, fouled mm-hmm. one off on a on a fastball inside. And then I'm not sure what pitch he got a hit off of, but regardless, you know, ripped the ball into right field, mm-hmm. had another hit today, and then plus that line out. So he'll be on the left side again tomorrow, which is great. At a, yeah. You know, you're kind of seeing some guys around the league drop switch hitting. He should be a candidate for that, you know? like Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Amir Garrett struck him out earlier tonight. Too. Right. Um, yeah, no, I you, you make a good point about Ian Happ there, you know, building positive positive momentum for him mm-hmm. because he they 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 need it they absolutely need it like he's been a big reason why the offense has not been good because like to me you know yeah brian had was really bad in, in june and you know rizzo had his ups and downs and biases mm-hmm. he's so boomer bust so you don't know but like you you have to, you have to get production out of other guys too and ian happ is a guy that you know history shows that he can be a really good baseball player. Yep. So they, they, he's they, hopefully turning the calendar ju- to July is a good sign for him, man. Cause there was a good start. So, and, and, and he's another guy that like, you know, and, and I know you weren't part of Cubs on tap yet, but like in, in pre or in spring training, we talked about, you know, maybe Ian Happ deserves a, a contract extension. He hasn't proved that he deserves one this year. Hell, people are now talking about non-tendering him. But like, if he's if the Cubs want to keep him, or if he wants to stay on the Cubs, he's gonna need to turn around yeah, these last couple months. I know you're just as sick of people just being like, "Get rid of this guy, get rid of that guy, get rid of that." It's it's stupid. Everybody wants to get rid of everybody just because they don't like it, just because he's not playing well. Right. Like, no, like, oh, I agree. Just, I agree. I have no it, plan it, but get rid of him. I have no solution. Get rid of him. Yeah, just fire him into the sun. Fuck them all. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Maybe before we get out of here, Alcantara can come play. Oh, Cubs legend. Um, <laughs> oh, speaking Jonathan of Cubs Herrera. legend, yeah, oh, Jonathan, uh, the hel- helmet, helmet, hel- helmet hands guy. <laughs> Shout out to him. Never forget. Um, speaking of Cubs legends, though, and we, ha- I can't believe we didn't even mention this, but Brad fucking Brock oh, going an inning in a third tonight. I was so fucking pissed that that guy ha- got through the heart of the lineup, one, two, three, in the but eighth. You're like, you're, I'm watching a pitch, and it, he was nasty. Yeah, I was he like, was, where did this come from? Yeah, he was nasty. Yeah, so like he cut, like he's got he's all herky jerky, and then I mean those balls he threw like he's I don't know I think they're changeups or splitters he threw it up Baez. Those mm-hmm. things were dirty, and then he threw and then he blew ninety five past them, like. Yeah. But that guy would still be on the team if he was doing that. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, but but we DFA'd him because. But he was. I mean, he had like seventy RA. Yeah, he was terrible. With the guy was gonna act like that was a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I think that's all I got on this one. So, uh, fly a W pick, and then I'll stay. I'll I'll give you all the speed, and then we'll get out of here. Ian App. I think he stays. He stays pretty hot. I'm, Malley's got a little bit of velocity from what I call it, you know, 95, 96. Mm-hmm. So he was he was kind of dialed into the fastball today. Sonny Gray's a good pitcher. 
Yeah, Sonny Gray is a good pitcher. Yeah, he was kind of um, today, so I'll go with Ian Happ. Right. Um, well, obviously, I always take Chafin. It's becoming not even a joke anymore because uh, the team sucks. Just, but, yeah. Yeah. but he did have a clean inning tonight, so I should yes, get a point did. for that. Um, I'll, if I don't, you know, as a position player, I'll, I'll take uh, Chris Bryant. He's batting 333 against him. He has two homers and 15 at bats. Yep. So going to build off two hits tonight. And um, tomorrow, I'll be on Twitter. Fucking, if he has a big day, I'm going to be yelling some more at, at the Chris Bryant sucks crowd. I think um, just sorry to interrupt you. I think tomorrow we haven't seen Craig Kimbrell in like well since the no hitter. Yeah, like it's been a week. I think if the game is close in the eighth inning, winning or losing, well, if we're losing in the eighth inning, you know, yeah. one or two runs, he's you just have to put him in there just right. so he can actually fucking pitch. Right. You know, if it's a tie game in the ninth, you know, that's you know generally a closer situation anyway. But you got right. you got to put him in there. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's if we see Kimbrell tomorrow, we win. I'll just I'll say that. Yeah. No, I I think that's you know, I feel like that's genuinely any any time we see Kimbrell, we win. Right. Except for one random game in Detroit this year. But <laughs> but uh yeah. Um all right guys. Well uh, if you're I know there's one or two people left in the stream here, but uh thanks for everyone for joining. Cubs on Tap is brought to you by ontapsportsnet.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Cubbies on Tap and on Instagram at Cubbies on Tap. I have not posted in it in a while, probably because we haven't won a game in a week. So I guess I could post a meme in there or something with our sadness. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Cody on Tap and Joe at, at Joe Maris. Um, I think I got it all. Um, he- head on over ontapsportsnet.com for what's on tap in Chicago sports. Ron does it so much better than I do. But. He's really good at it. <laughs> anyway, um, Joe, this was fun. I Usually I feel better about losses. You don't have to lie. Losses. It, it, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, if I don't come on here, then I just hold all my anger in and then I lay in bed for like an hour and I'm right. pissed off. Like I was right. exhausted this week because I couldn't go to bed early tonight. Okay. So it was kind of nice to come on here and at least vent all my or air my grievances. You know what I mean? So at least we got that. And no, it's the small victories at this point. Cubs hopefully do not lose eight in a row tomorrow. If we lose eight in a row tomorrow on fucking Saturday of July 4th weekend or Independence Day weekend, we we just we I might have to go jump in Lake Michigan or something and just like cleanse my body of all the pain. Or and 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 all everything bad. I don't know, but uh, I'm not ha- inhaling any more mayonnaise. People keep asking me. I'm not doing it. So, um, all let's right, give man. A re- yeah, let's give a reason for some of these fireworks. I got fireworks blasting outside. Let's celebrate this weekend for something. I don't know for something. Oh, forgot to mention, we probably aren't going to have a show tomorrow or Sunday on Ju- on July fourth. So we'll probably be back on Monday, and that's why we've kind of gone a little bit longer here. Um, so hopefully when we return, the Cubs will have won a baseball game. Um, so, yeah. Anything else, happy. Joe? No. No? All right, man. Well, let's get out of here. The only way we know how. Let's go, Cubs. Please win a baseball game, Cubs. <laughs>